three, bunny. Act three. Act three. Yes, bunny, my friend, my brother, my some third thing. It is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film podcast to mosey on into our third and final act. And it is said third act wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our low, low cost, but still full coverage that you've come to expect from a quality podcast movie of the week. And this week, we begin our summer-long tribute to one of the finest character actors of our time, the summer of Fred Willard, with a look, or a first look on my, on my part, a, a look at the 2004 stoner comedy, Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. Yes. Yes. You know that at White Castle locations, they had Harold and Kumar collectible cups? For this movie? Oh, fuck yeah. I would. I'm White Castle. Everybody knows of White Castle. What kind of promotion do they ever get? Yeah, they they were so happy that the movie gave them publicity that they did a series of Harold and Kumar collectible cups. First time ever that an R-rated movie had a collectible cup at a fast food franchise. Now, uh, here's the start of our new summer tradition. Uh, every movie that we do during the summer of Fred Willard, I want to start right off the bat with the Fred Willometer. Okay. Where we discuss, where we start the discussion of this week's film with a look at the man of the hour, Mr. Fred Willard, who just passed on at the age of 3,834 years old. Yes. And will we feel as bad for Martin Mull? I'm thinking probably not. Oh, yeah. Mar- Martin Mull has to be quaking in his boots if he's still alive. <laughs> Is he alive? I'm assuming he's alive. Anywho, in this week's film, Fred Willard pops up right in the beginning as a founding member of the Hemoglobin Trotters. Yes. Not the biggest part, but that's what that's what you have to expect in the world of Fred Willard. Good delivery. Very... Uh, natural delivery a bit of physical comedy too with the drink uh spilling on his lap i'd say peak fred willard uh i and again i will go i will go peak fred willard but even though this this role is small it really packs a, a fucking wallop uh, it is a very important scene in this movie, I think, that really yes. defines who Kumar is. Yes. Yes, it's a good look at Kumar. Uh, this is a... Kumar has a better initial look at his character with Fred Willard's help than I think Harold has just being forced to do more work. Yeah because of douchebags but again the thing i like about the summer of fred willard is you never know how much fred willard you're gonna get he could be the star of the film the co-star a small bit part you never know yeah that that was always the thing about fred willard you'd watch a movie you would watch a fred willard movie or you would watch a movie and go oh shit that's fred willard Yes. Fred Willard uh-huh. was either 
a reason why you saw the movie or you're seeing the movie and fuck, there's Fred Willard just popping up like a weed. Yeah. Or a pleasant treat. Yeah. Either he's why you went or he's a pleasant treat that just pops up out of nowhere. Hey, breaking news. Martin Mull is still alive. Oh, good. 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 Good to hear. Good to hear. He was a staple of HBO in the 80s. Yes, Martin he Mull was. was somehow always on HBO in the 80s. <laughs> yes, Not he sure was. How that, not sure how that worked. But Harold and Kumar. I have never seen a single Harold and Kumar movie before. And the reason for that is because this movie came out in 2004. In 2004, Baby Emerald would not go to sleep unless I slept in the bed with her and left when she fell asleep, yeah. which is which would have been fine were it not for the fact that she wanted me to cuddle with her in her tiny-ass fucking little toddler bed. Yeah. It, 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 I imagine it's like uh, the Undertaker laying down on a twin bed. Yeah. Is how I felt every night. So I'm tucking in Baby Emerald while also getting crazy drunk with my girlfriend Natasha that I was living with at the time in a crappy-ass apartment. And I wasn't really into weed at the time or weed humor, with the only exception being the first two Cheech and Chong movies and Brad Pitt's amazing performance in True Romance. Okay. Big big fan of his part in that film. Brad Pitt is a wonderful actor when he's not the star. (laughs) His best parts, true romance, once upon a time, dot, dot, dot in Hollywood, uh, 12 monkeys, you know, is when he's not the top billing of uh, Inglorious Bastards. He he can be a great actor, but he doesn't have to carry the film. Yeah. Also, I've never been to a fucking White Castle. Okay, now White Castle, I I, I feel I feel uh, very qualified to speak about this. Uh, it's see, an East Coast thing. The thing is, is that White Castle is much more than uh, a fast food place. White Castle is really more of a cultural thing, okay? Because yeah. I'll admit, me, me and Jeannie, she'll get a box of White Castle frozen because you could do that, um, and I can give you cooking instructions. Uh, I love those those frozen White Castle sliders, though. Yeah, I eat the shit out of. Them. But, but can I've you never really been to an actual White Castle? But can you really say that they're good like is that really like a good burger and i'm gonna they're say not good, but i'm gonna say no good, but i'll eat a whole fucking box of them yeah just, uh, just in seconds because there is still something about them and i think it's some kind of an addictive quality and part of that is like if you spend a night and you go on a harold and kumar style bender for white castle which i have done although i've not gotten into quite those adventures yeah you fill up on white castle okay and the next day you've got the white castle farts 
and the White Castle farts to you, probably not to anybody around you. Yeah. Smells like a White Castle. And you kind of want White Castle again. Interesting. Uh Uh-huh. That's some... That's some uh, interesting marketing. It's an interesting marketing strategy. So I'm going to go with like White Castles are good, but maybe not so much in the taste department. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, microwave two minutes with the wrapper on one and open only. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Because they got to get so, soggy. They got to be a little bit soggy. Yeah. So it makes sense that, like, I'm on the East Coast. And, oh, look at this movie. Two stoners go to a fast food restaurant that I've never been to. Uh-huh. So it sort of made sense for me to not see it. But... Now it's 16 years later, I have five kids, and I'm living with a state that, despite it being wildly Republican, is real cool with weed. (laughs) And and so I took a bunch of edibles and watched this a few times, and, and I think it's so funny because there are so many movies that would be changed now. I mean, we're... I'm not sure if we're near legalization, but we're nearer than we have ever been before. Yeah. And weed is is very much everywhere or or much easier to get than it has been before. And and how many movies and TV shows would be different if they were made today? Exactly. You know? Exactly. The show weed the show Weeds would be two episodes long. Yeah. And like like Harold and Kumar seems like the last movie to be made in that era. Yeah. 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 I I I yeah, I can agree with that. You're throwing out your anyway, pot because I- of the cops? Yeah. 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 But 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 yeah, I I love this stupid movie. Yes. See, I thought you would like it, and I was surprised that you kept away from it. At first, I just liked the film. Like, oh, this is a pretty good movie. Like, I I guess I like it. But when they start writing the cheetah... Yes. (laughs) And then Harold is knocked into an animated sequence. That's when it became official. Like, oh, this movie is stupid, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just dumb and fun and I love it. Now to be clear. Yes. Want to be clear here. I don't give a fuck about Harold and or Kumar. I don't care about them, their dynamic, their family issues, the fact that one of them ended up working for the Obama administration. Yeah. I do not care. I don't really think that they're that special or dynamic. I don't think their characters are that amazing. Agreed. I agreed. Although I, although I do kind of like watching Harold, you know, seeing as he's also Sulu, you know. Yeah. 
and has become like the go-to Asian guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, isn't he? Isn't he in that 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 rich, crazy Asian thing? God, everybody was in rich, crazy Asian. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he was. Um, wasn't wasn't dry eye and crazy rich Asians too? The bad guy from The Gentleman. Pretty sure he was in it. <laughs> but but it, I don't particularly care about Harold and Kumar. But I love the wacky cast of characters and some of the great character actors and crazy people who come and go throughout this movie. Yes. Uh-huh. Anthony Anderson is amazing as the Burger Shack employee who decides to burn the restaurant down. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, he was. I love Anthony Anderson. He is the star of the TV show Blackish, which uh, Amber and I binge watch every once in a while. And I really relate to it because I'm not Mexican, but I'm Mexican ish. Yeah. So, so riding the cheetah. Still, still recording. Yes, we are. Yeah. Okay. So I really like Anthony Anderson popping up. He has a game show with his mom that's really good that I saw the other day. Okay. Son. Uh, Bobby Lee from Mad TV is the Asian with a two-part question at Princeton. Yes. It's nice to see him. I haven't seen him in the longest time. Deadpool shows up at the hospital. I now realize was because of uh, that, that movie that they did together. Van Wilder. Van Wilder. Yeah. So that's why Deadpool shows up at the hospital. I freaking love Ryan Reynolds. Uh, freak show. The redneck with the fucked up face is Christopher Maloney from Law and Order and Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> okay. He's the guy who uh, he he's he freak show with the fucked up face. He's uh, Gene, the cook who talks to the can of mixed vegetables. So really happy about that. The person who in this movie who I was most happy to see besides Dr. Horrible was uh, Tariq, the black guy in jail. Yes. He was in Malcolm in the Middle for like a decade. He was on <laughs> Boston Legal. He was on Weeds. He also does voiceover work in a lot of cartoons, including a couple of episodes of Rick and Morty. He was Poncho in Anatomy Park. Because <laughs> uh, uh, John Oliver's in that one, too. And of course, Neil Patrick Harris. This movie uh, got him the part in that show how i met your mother so this yeah. movie revitalized his career and like good for them good good for him you know if neil patrick harris had said no they were gonna get ralph macchio so there's oh, a, no. there's an old so there's an alternate universe out there where ralph macchio is a huge actor right now <laughs> so i find that to be interesting where ralph macchio got the boost that Neil Patrick Harris got. And I'm I'm excited for that alternate universe. I thought I thought Neil Patrick Harris's part in this movie was fucking genius. I really do. Because Neil Patrick Harris 
he got you to buy in. He got you to buy in and say, okay, that's Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, and and he's so gay. Yeah. In real life, and it's so great that he can play a version of himself that is just like this coked out guy on ecstasy that's just grabbing titties. Yeah, uh-huh. You know, you have a sense of humor about yourself and like good for you, Neil Patrick Harris. Yes, hats off. I have an autograph I have an autographed copy of his autobiography. Yeah. Yeah. He's not old enough for a fucking it's a autobiography. Choose your own autobiography and you read the book as if you are Neil Patrick Harris and you get to decide what happened. Oh cool. Yeah. So you can you can you can there are different fake endings and you can die and stuff. It's really neat. <laughs> and fun fact, Rosenberg and Goldstein a.k.a. Rosencrantz and uh, Guildenstern. Yes. Uh, the original plan was they also had a huge adventure that night, and the original plan was to film their adventure as well. And so after Harold and Kumar, they would film the exact same movie, but from a different perspective. And I would have dug that. Yeah, so would I. So would I. I would have dug that, because it does, it, it does give you the sense that, like, oh... They're also doing their their own shit. An interesting, strange fact from the world of yep. bootlegs. My copy came up and the opening title said, Harold and Kumar get the munchies. Huh. Interesting. Maybe you got like a foreign copy. I have no idea because, it, like, that was the very first thing I think I, th I I like froze and I watched the movie and like, are they speaking in English? Okay, English confirmed. And the movie went on without a fucking hitch at all after that. Nothing. Uh, fun fact. Fun fact: A couple of days ago, the director, what's his name? The guy who made the the guy who uh, directed all of the Back to the Future movies, Bob Gale, is that his name? Yeah. He was on Netflix, and Back to the Future Two is on Netflix, and he noticed that for whatever reason, Back to the Future on Netflix edited out the scene where uh marty mcfly thinks he has the sports almanac but instead it's like a nudie magazine called ooh la la they completely removed all of that what the fuck netflix why are you removing and, shit now yeah and so bob gale called universal and universal called netflix and netflix had them remove that version which was apparently a slightly different foreign version of the movie that they didn't even know existed oh okay they they had no idea where this strange cut of the film had come from <laughs> it's so interesting that it says that seems somehow related that you saw harold and kumar get the munchies which is the exact same thing as what i saw but with a different title card yeah like back in the day when they would release like a horror movie to these markets but it didn't do well so we're going to release the same film to these markets under a different title. Yeah. 
And like during the 70s, all of these grindhouse films, you go to their Wikipedia page and it says, Eaten Alive, a.k.a. Psycho Gator House, a.k.a. (laughs) Redneck Death March 5 and shit like that. (laughs) So, Bunny, question. Yes. Are Are the sequels any fucking good? Sure, because they're the same thing. Okay, Natasha Natasha was all excited that I was watching the Harold and Kumar movies because um, one of the guys from Supernatural is married to a character actress who was in the second one. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so because everything is connected to Supernatural. Yes. So so she was all like, oh, which one are you watching? Oh, you know, Janiel is in Harold and Kumar go to Guantanamo Bay. Are you guys going to do that? And I'm like, not now, because Fred Willard's not in it. Yeah. But I was interested if, if the Guantanamo Bay and the Christmas special, whatever the fuck, were, 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 were worth tracking down. Well, the Christmas one I haven't watched because I can't watch it. It's in 3D, and I don't have anything to play yeah. it. Uh, but I do have it. <laughs> uh, Harold and Kumar, yeah, it's fun. It's it's, I mean, it's it's the sequel to this. It's this more. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't know what to say about it past that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's interesting. Um, I like the movie. It's a lot of fun. And I feel that with the movies that I have picked out for our uh, summer of Fred Willard, some of these are pretty bad. Yes. I have a feeling that we are definitely not going to like all of these films that I have picked out here. But uh, that being said... I had a lot of fun with Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. This is something I, I'm definitely going to just pop in and watch every once in a while. You know? Yeah. Fun-ass movie. Fun-ass movie. So that's so that's all I have for this week. Next week, I was trying to put off the Christopher Guest movies. Okay. I didn't want to start out just... Fred Willard died. Let's do best in show. Or, you know, like... Yeah. Fred Willard died. Of course, we need to do Waiting for Guffman first. So I wanted to put some space between, you know, the the Christopher Guest documentaries, which are wonderful. But... When I think of Fred Willard, and he's been in a lot of things, there is one part of his that I always go back to over and over again. He does not have a lot of lines, but the lines he has are fucking great, and I say them all of the time. So, fuck it. Next week, we are doing the Natasha and I's first date. Okay. First time we ever went out. We went to a preview of next week's film, A Mighty Wind. Okay. It is in the cough cough. 
Okay. The crazy part is some of these some of these songs are actually very good. Uh, I have the the new Main Street Singers version of Never Did No Wandering on my phone. It's it's one of my most listened to songs. I listen to it constantly. My kids have no idea that this one song that they really like is from a mockumentary. <laughs> but it is impossible in my house to just say what happened. Yeah. You can't just say what happened. You have to say what happened. <laughs> and it's one of my, if not my, the favorite Fred Willard character. And I love it so much. And that's what we're doing next week. We are also going to be talking about the importance of eating potato chips before you die. Next week, uh, an SNL, uh, a current SNL cast member has a new podcast that we're going to be talking about. I'm very excited about this podcast. And of course, the Noid was involved in a hostage situation once, and we are going to be talking about that as well. Awesome. And continuing our summer of Fred Willard with a look at the Christopher Guest mockumentary, A Mighty Wind. That is next week, and I'm very excited about that. But now that I'm looking back at this week, uh, God Hates Mutants, True Romance, Shutter Island, <laughs> uh, Nolan Bushnell's Pizza, the fucking Academy Awards. I gotta say, I think this has been a pretty good episode of the podcast, if I do say so. I think this is a damn good episode. A damn good. A damn like I haven't given in a quite a while now. Okay, good. I feel I felt the same way, but I didn't want to step on your toes. But yes, I, I concur, good sir. I forgot. I still had a part there. <laughs> so yes. until next yes. week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Steve. And on behalf of Natasha and everybody else in this house, I just want to say thanks for listening. And we will see you next week, you godless heathens. Cut and print.